Amen. 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 Oh, my Lord, we serve an awesome God who's so worthy to be prayed. You know, today I tell you, man, I was, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That means there's freedom to worship in spirit and in truth. The praise team today had me so emotional. I was a big old 230-pound crying baby. Had my cloth is already wet and soaked. Because when I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I look back, when I look back, when I look back over my life, And I see what the Lord has done for a little country boy like me. My soul, my soul cries out. It cries out, hallelujah, because he's been so good to me. Tears of joy. Tears of gratefulness. Because if it had not been, if it had not been, Pastor, for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? I got to give that testimony because the Lord said, say so, son. Say what the Lord has done for you. Give him the glory. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. Give him the praise, son. Give him the praise. When I look at my wife, when I look at my queen, and I see how the Lord has brought us from two 19-year-olds who just loved the Lord, but we were babies and fools. And the Lord allowed us to raise five kids five grandkids and blessed our life to where we're better than we were and God is being glorified through us when my wife and I two and a half years ago went through a struggle time and I found myself in a 9,000 square foot house and her in another and I wanted to say Lord God why why God I said Lord show me for your glory Show me for your glory what this is all about. And the Lord had me in my prayer cloth. And I was balled up. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, it'll be for my glory, son. You're going to be able to have a testimony about the goodness of the Lord. And I looked at my wife yesterday when my family members came over and how she served them. How she just loved on them and she served them. And she just was the woman of God. She did it in her gift. And the Lord says in the word, he said, your gift will make room for you. Don't worry about nobody working your gift. Working your gift. Working what the Lord is giving you. Don't worry about what nobody else's gift is. Let the Lord use you in what your gift is. And I can honestly say to my wife that she's working in her gift. Hospitality. Amen. 
My baby works in hospital. No, nobody do it better. And the God was just showing me yesterday, and I just went upstairs to my room, and I just wept a little bit. Because my grandmother used to tell me, she said, Joseph Jr., don't ever forget. She said, how soon we forget what the Lord has done. I had to give my testimony today because, see, you know, the Lord, you have to be obedient is better than sacrifice. And for me to get up here, man, this wasn't in my notes, it wasn't in my sermon, but as I worshiped this morning, the freedom and what God was downloading. Tell them your testimony, son. Tell them what God can do. Tell them what God can do. Tell the people what the Lord God can do. That he can do anything but fail. But fail. Thank you. Thank you. I had to give that. I want to thank God for my pastor. Amen. And I appreciate you. And I mean that. I appreciate this woman of God. She's a safe place. She's praying for us all the time. I see her sometimes and like, good gracious. I thought I'd take a lot of calls, but she always takes calls and she's always available. And I appreciate her because she always gives truth. And we can depend on each other to give each other truth with love. And that safe place is important to have people that will speak into your life when you're emotional and give you truth with love. I thank God for my brother here who checks on me daily, all the time. EP, I appreciate you. Amen? Amen. You're doing an amazing job. Keep letting the Lord use you. Last week you preached, and I saw the Lord just opening up the windows of heaven. Amen? I just see the anointing on your life. Keep letting him use you, dear. And I mean that. I mean that. The praise team, everybody in here, I see us going to another level. The men, God is doing a great work in here. Stevie Wonder can see what the Lord is doing. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what the Lord is going to do for those who love him. I thank God for my family. My Aunt Dale. That's my auntie right there. I grew up with that lady. I love her. She has always been just an encourager. And I love you to life. I love you. Her daughter, Sarah. CJ, my cousins. Her beautiful daughters. They came over the house and spent time with her. My brother-in-law, John, who's a brother, really. He's not a brother-in-law. This is a brother to me. And my beautiful sister, Cindy. I thank God for you. You know, you appreciate things as you get a little older. And I tell you, I'm, heading to, I'm in that third quarter now, y'all. And as you get a little older, you know, you get just a little more sentimental. And the things that mean much to you are not the things that you can touch and feel. You start realizing relationships and, and people in your life that you love and the things that God has put in your life, that it wasn't just happenstance, that it happened. God made me who I am because of who I was as a young boy. The relationships and how God groomed me and took me to a level in Christ. And I look back over my life and I'm just grateful. I'm thankful, y'all. I'm grateful because it didn't have to be that way. So I'm spending this time giving the glory and praise and honor to the Father because he does all things well. All things well. My son back there, Jonathan, I thank God for you, son. Amen. God's got something for you, son. You hear what I'm telling you? I mean, he's got some things for you that you don't even realize, man. I thank the Lord God for you, son, for your spirit and for your heart. Because you have a good heart, son. Let God continue to use you. And don't be afraid of your gift. Don't be afraid of your gift and anointing and your calling what God has called you to. Rico, my other son there. I love you, man. 
I love you much. You're going through things right now, and you're going through training, but let God use you, amen, for his glory. This men's fellowship and this men's Sunday, I want the men to realize that, guess what? We are starting to come out, and we're starting to, we ain't as much as the female because numbers are numbers, but we're getting better. And when men of God take their rightful place, when men of God, I'm going to say it again, when they take their rightful place, we're going to have better communities. We're going to have better churches, better homes, better neighborhoods. We're going to have better when men of God take their place. We're going to be better. We're going to be better when men of God humble themselves and seek the Lord God. We're going to be better. Don't lower your standards for a man. Amen. Don't lower your standards for a man. If he don't love God more than he love you, we got a problem. Because how can he love you if he don't love God? You better be the man that loves God more than he loves you. Because if he don't love God, he won't ever be able to really love you. Got that from my mother. My mother told me. I asked those young boys, how did you choose Pop? She said, I wanted a man that loved God more than me. She said, because if he knows and he loves God more than me, he going to have no problem loving me. Amen. Y'all be seated. Amen. I appreciate y'all. God is good. God is good. Wow. God, he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Well, I just thank God like the old folks used to say back in the old church. They said, this is an environment where you all have made preaching easy. Because I can say the spirit of the Lord is in here. He's in here. The remnants of the Lord is in this place. So it's easy. It's easy. I want to preach today and talk today. You know, I prayed and I was preaching uh, in my spirit. I said, Lord, you know, we got the men and, you know, what do I, what do I tell them? This is a, a series that we're going on in prayer. We're talking about prayer, uh, praying for our pastor, praying for the church, just prayer in general, how prayer changes things. James 5 and 16, it said, pray for one another and confess your sins because the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Amen. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man avail of what? Much. Amen. So prayer. So I said, you know what? We've got to get back to praying. We've got to get back to being honest and real, you all, as far as what the church is and what the word of God is. You know, it's amazing. Last week we were talking and we, we, we had a little conversation. We were talking about, you know, the word of God and we were talking about uh, different things about the word of God and how the word of God is, is real. And how we have to make sure that we don't take God's standard and make it our standard. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, God sets the standard. Amen? Look at your neighbor one more time because we're going to get this. God sets the standard. Amen? See, the word of God is so powerful. And I tell you, you know, we have, uh, uh, as, and not even this church, but uh, churches in, 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 in the public, Christians have watered down what the word of God really is. We've watered down the word of God to make us feel comfortable in our daily lives. We, we, we watered it down to make our, let our emotions let us feel. Well, I feel like the surest way to know that you're not interpreting the word of God correctly is to say, I feel. Because God, when he wrote the word of God, inspired by men, divinely inspired, perfect treasure of heavenly instruction, as God is author and salvation is in. When the men wrote the Bible, it was God breathed. God didn't say how you feel. He wasn't thinking about how you feel when the Bible and the scripture was written. Amen? 
So in order for us to grow, see, you know, it's amazing when you grow to a point where God has put you in a place where God is giving you different things and you've seen prosperity. And if God has given me prosperity and things in my life, and when I had that stuff in different ways, I was at the lowest point in my life. Say it again. I had it. And I sought for it and I worked for it. It's okay to have things, but I, but I got there. And then me and my wife fell apart. I said, Lord. You, you see what I'm saying? See, so the Lord is like, you know, I can show you the error of your ways. But by me being in a place in, in my Christian walk, I was able to read the Bible and I was able to come to the spirit of truth. And I said, well, okay, God was, how do you contribute, son? Were you seeking me or were you seeking prosperity? What, what was the priority? Let's be honest and let's really talk. I'm going to be real transparent today because I really want to help you. I want to help you, see, because at the end of the day, the man of God is more accountable. Because God has put down in me a word, but he allowed me to look at this word, and he allowed me to preach the word, and he allowed me to be transparent in my spirit to really get better. I was really able to dig down into the, I mean, I'm talking about into the loin all down in my, in my, in my, in my shana now. Down deep in my shana now. I'm talking about deep, y'all. He goes all day. You just don't know how to describe it. It's all down in my shana now. Lord, I'm, I don't even know what to call it. But it was so deep. It was just deep. I said, Lord, use me. Mature me. Grow me, God. So your word will be the standard. My son plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I, I love him as a coach. I just love this brother because he is the realest brother, Christian dude, you want to meet. And I've met him personally, man. But when you hear this brother in a conference, I mean, he, he, he controls the narrative. I've never seen a guy, if anybody, men, y'all seen him in a, in a press conference, the brother controls the what? The whole narrative. Reporters ask him one question. And they don't ask again. <laughs> and one of the things that he always says is the standard, who else knows what he says, is the standard. Amen? Listen to this now. The standard is the standard. So for us as Christians, who sets the standard? See, who, who, who sets the bar? So what is standard? We have assembly lines where things are made, and then we have inspectors. That it's got to be a certain standard, amen? In order to go out and go to the retail stores and be shipped out, it's got to be what? Inspected. You know, you get something that says inspected by number 12. So they inspected it to say, okay, it's worthy to go out and be sold. It met the standard. <laughs> it, 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 met the, it met the what? It met the standard. It's been inspected. It's been, it's been tested. It met the standard. See, we have to make sure that we don't take God's standard. Listen, y'all, this is so real because we do it all the time. And we say, listen, well, it's okay because, no, what does the word say? <laughs> well, see, see, what? come on, Fonzo. What, what does the word say? Amen. See, see, this is, this is, these, I'm telling you, y'all, this thing, I promise you, our God is so good as my witness. I'm studying this, and I'm getting better while I'm studying to preach. I said, Lord, your word is the standard. 
Your word is the what? It's the standard. Period. Amen. Period. End of story. If God said it, it's the truth. Listen to this. Listen to this. Proverbs 30, 5 and 8. If you have your Bible, I've got three scriptures that are going to show us what the word God is and why it's the what? Standard. It's been tested through time. Proverbs 30, 5 and 8. God is so good. He said, listen to this, y'all. This is just the word of God. Is just I love it. Oh, my God. He said, every word of God is pure. <laughs> he is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add. <laughs> Do not add to his words. Lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. See, see, listen, listen, listen. Listen to this, y'all. This is so we got to really break it down and unpack it so it can affect us. It says, do, his word, do not add to his words. Amen? Don't make God's word your own. He said, lest I rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Look at this, y'all. And we're going to break it down. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted me. See, listen to what the word of God said. He said, see, look, don't give me, listen, he said, neither poverty nor riches. See, why not poverty? Don't give me poverty because I'll become lazy. Don't give me riches, see, because I'll start depending on my riches. Amen? I'll depend on my stuff instead of depending on who? God. We live in a world now, in a society, y'all, and this is just what it is. We have to come and start digging and swimming in God's word. I mean swimming in it, y'all, diving in it with a spirit of truth that we don't want to be a liar because we know God's word is flawless. It's without error. It's perfect. So our strive is be so we wore it down. So, well, you know what? You know, I'm only human. Come on. I'm only human. See, see, but the Holy Spirit. Wow. Who knows about the Holy Ghost? That leads us and guides us to all righteousness. See, that's something that Jesus left when he ascended. He left a help assist. See, he left a helper. He left a helper to guide us and lead us to all righteousness. See, we sit there and say, well, you know what? Some sins and some things, I, I just can't help it. But then the word of God tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He says, no temptation is overtaking you, such as common to what man. He said, but God is faithful. See, see, listen, y'all. He said, God is what? God is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted by more than you can handle. And with that temptation, you always allow a way of what? Escape. So that you can bear it. See, so what God is telling you, see, see, the word is true, and we're a liar. When we say, see, here's the thing. But see, then people think that it was easy. Oh, you think it's easy to go through that. No, I don't. Don't listen to what Pastor Josie study to show yourself approved. And learn the word for yourself and what it means. 
Because God can do anything but fail. And all he wants to do is do it for his glory so you can be a testimony to what he's done for you. And see, we got to do our part, y'all. See, here's where we get twisted up. We get twisted up in the thinking, see, that God's word is an outlier. I'm going to show y'all a little something, teach you a little something, learn you something like the old folks say. I'm going to learn you something, an outlier. So what is an outlier? See, an outlier is something that just, that just stands out. It's just separate, but it's not the norm. It's an outlier. So we got people that are, you know, when we were running track, you know, you know, guys our age, you know, we run certain age, they run a certain, but you have one person that would just do so extraordinary. Well, he's an outlier. See, so then the outlier is not the norm. The outlier is exceptional, but that's different. See, the word, we take it and we bring it down to our level. And then God can't do some things in your life. Miracles, signs, and wonders will follow them. That what? That what? That what? That believe. It says miracles, signs, and wonders will follow the ones who what? Who believe. So that outlier, see, God wants to show us some things, but we're getting in our own what? Way. We're stepping out in front of God. Say, oh, no, 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 that's too much. That's too much. I can't shoot for that because that's just a little more than what I can do. So if you think you can and you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can, and if you think you can't, you're right. But God can do everything. God can do what? Everything but fail. He's an awesome God. I remember when I was growing up, and I tell you, man, as a young Christian, I used to follow and I would look and I would see what other people were doing in their Christian walk. I would say, okay, they, you know, Christians walk like this. I see my dad doing his thing, preaching and teaching. And I'd see people, Reverend Spellman and different people in the churches in the Galilee Baptist Church back in, in Louisa. Amen. Give him a shout out. <laughs> Amen. That's where my roots were. Amen. My father at Galilee Baptist Church in Montrose. You know, and you see people as a youngster, and you would kind of mimic kind of, you know, what they did, how they prayed, and those things like that. Because that's what you did as a youngster, right? You would copy what you saw. Amen? But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I thought as a child. I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away child things. So I had to grow to the place where I had to get my own identity in Christ. I had to develop my own relationship with God. Amen? To where God could use me and use my gifts to glorify him through who I was. So that's what I told you yesterday when I saw my wife operating in her gift. I literally, she doesn't know, but I went upstairs and I got emotional. I said, Lord God, to see my baby. Amen? Operating in her gift. I mean, I'm talking about she served and she took care of my family and loved on them like they were her own man. And I don't take it for granted. Because some people got in-laws. Some people got outlaws. Amen. Some people got outlaws. Amen. Not in-laws. They got outlaws. But the same thing. The Bible says how can two walk together? 
except they agree. And for us to be in agreement, I tell her all the time, I tease her, uh, E.P. Laurier and Pastor, I always say, we, 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 we. Not I, we, we are one. Amen? <laughs> we are one. We're one in the good and the bad. So when my wife is doing well and growing, guess what? I'm growing. Amen? So I shared that testimony because God said, tell the people, see, in your relationships as you grow, even with your mate and as you look for a mate, you better look for somebody. Listen to what I'm telling you. Who loves the Lord. You better look for somebody who loves the Lord because he will add and he will multiply and he will take you to a level in him that he will have you grow to a place that you all will affect the kingdom. Amen? You will be affected the kingdom. It's so real. So as we grow, men, and this is for the men and women, as we grow, one of the things I want us to make sure that we're doing while we're reading and while we're studying the word of God that we don't take God's word out of context. And that we actually study. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved. He said, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen? So we have to be able to study to what show ourselves approved so we are, what, prepared when the time comes. So look at 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, y'all. Here's the other one. We're going to talk about the word of God and why we do not need to water down the word of God. The word of God has to be true. It has to be real. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It said it's profitable doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. So the man, they always use man, but the man or woman of God can be equipped for every good work. Now, the Bible is not just talking about men, women. He's talking about believers. Amen? He's not talking about pastors, preachers, bishops, apostles. He's talking about believers. He said all of us need to be equipped for every what? Good work. How can we be equipped if we are not studying the word? Amen? You know, it's amazing. I, 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 I spoke at a convention the other week, and uh, the gentleman, Dr. Webster, who was a, a gentleman, uh, he's out of, I think, Atlanta. But he spoke, and, and, and we talked afterwards. He said, man, he said, I tell you, man, he said, you know, you're very sincere and honest in your delivery. He said, man, you said a lot of things that people won't say. And I said, you know, it's amazing, man, because I thank God that he has put me in a place that I'm able to be who I am in Christ. I can be honest. I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I, we, I don't need an offering to come up here. You know what I mean? It's real, y'all. And see, I thank God. See, when people say, well, you know, you, you under, that, uh, under a woman preaches, I'm under an anointing. See, see, listen, y'all. They said, they said well, you know, you, you under a woman preaching, Pastor. You, 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 know, you know the word and you know that. I said, I'm under the anointing. See, they look at I'm like, I'm under the anointing. And the anointing makes the, the difference. And you better be tuned in enough to know where God has you in your season. You better be able to what? Identify the anointing. Amen? See, the word of God says, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? 
I learned a long time ago, even when I was doing my business, see, you can have a lot of overhead in a big old building, and it looks real good. You got a big hat, but no cattle. You got the belt buckle and the spurs, but you got no cattle. It looks real good. So you got big churches, they're growing and flowing, but people's hearts are far from God. They're looking at the money, the glitz, the glamour, and all that stuff. And we can come right here at 505 Hampton Park Boulevard, sweet up, and the spirit of the living God is in this place. Souls are being saved. God is being glorified in 505. See, you got to know your place and the obedience to be able to say, God, show me. 505 Hampton Park Boulevard. Sweet F, why you there? Because the spirit of the living God is. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But I will trust in the Lord God. I will trust in the one who sits high and looks low. I will look at the one who says, guess what? If you, if you cast all your cares upon me, cast all your what? Cares. Because he cares for you. Living up to God's standards. Other scriptures, Deuteronomy 4 and 2. See, the Bible is so amazing, y'all, because guess what? It's neither hot nor cold. The Bible is true. And when you read it sometimes, I'm telling you, it's like it's talking to you. Amen? Deuteronomy 4 and 2. Listen, it says, you shall not add to the word which I commanded you. And Deuteronomy goes and says, not only add, but don't what? Take away from it. So that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am what? Commanding you. We can't do that. See, and, and, and here's the thing, y'all. The, 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 the punishment for that is severe. <laughs> Trying to make scripture your own. Amen? Trying to make scripture your own. See, we've got to get to the place where we are able to honestly be honest with first ourselves where we need to grow. When I got to the place where I could really be honest, Pastor, with the areas in my life that I needed growth, the Lord God began to do a work that was amazing in my life. When I started putting people around me that would tell me the truth. People that would tell me the truth with love. I remember a good friend of mine, he came, we talked, and, and we were talking about Proverbs eleven fourteen. He said, the Bible says, without counsel, the people will fall. But in a multitude of counsel, there's not only safety, there's success. Without counsel, the people will fall. Proverbs eleven fourteen. But in a multitude of what? Counsel, spiritually godly counsel, there's safety and success. So here's where you evaluate your circle. Here's where you evaluate your circle. You look at that scripture. See, here's where the truth of the word is. If I get to a spot where I need wise counsel, do I have it? Do I have three or four brothers or three or four sisters that can speak over my life? That I can call and they won't tell me what I want to hear, but they'll tell me what I need to hear with love.
Do I have that? Do I have four or five people that I'll call, I can call and say, listen, right now I'm struggling. And all they can say is, man, I feel bad for you. People can't give what they don't have. Yeah, they may love you, but they don't have it in them to give you. So you better put people around you. And this is so real, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, it's not about who is in your circle as far as being people who are fluent. People who have prosperity. You better have people who know God. When my phone ring and this pastor, we're talking, and I ask her for counsel, I know it's coming from a place of what? Love. And it's coming from a place of truth. She knows the same thing. She gets emotional. Well, Pastor Joe, let me run something by you. Let me, let, let me run something by you. And it's amazing because she knows, that first of all, I'm going to give her truth in the what? Word. Amen. So what we do sometimes, if we have those people, the devil will allow us to say, okay, now I ain't calling. I ain't calling E.P. Lloyd. Oh, no, sir. Because E.P. Lloyd going to give me something scriptural and true. Amen. So we know the friends we got that's going to tell us sometimes what we want to hear. I ain't calling Pastor Rita. Oh, no, sir. I ain't calling her. I ain't called no sir. I ain't going to call Pastor Fisher. No. Them folks going to give me spiritual. And they going to give me truth. See, that's when we know we need to grow. But when you get to the place where you honestly want to get better, and you want people that are going to speak life into your life, it's a blessing. Because at the end of the day, y'all, this is real. Pastor Joe don't have a heaven or hell for you. But I can tell you that the ones that reject Christ, the ones that reject him are going. I look at the, the, the Bible when we talked about it, when I was talking about the scripture and I was talking about the word and, and, and God, and, and I went and I thought about the scripture. John 1 and 1, it said, it said uh, uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then I thought about my text. I said, Lord, okay. And we're talking about God sets the standard through his word. But then the word became flesh. And since we're under, there, we're under the dispensation of grace, we're not under the law. So now we have to go on what Paul said. He said in Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live now, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. See, we got a savior that came now, y'all. Jesus is the word. But the word became what? Flesh. So now that Holy Ghost that he left is inside of us. So now we can fight the wiles of the devil. See, the Bible says, the Bible says that the devil, uh, he, he, he seeks around like a warring lion. Looking and seeking for who he can who? Devour. Now, it says the devil is not your enemy. He says the devil is your adversary. It's a difference between an enemy and an adversary. So let's talk about it. An enemy, the Bible says God will make your enemies your footstools. See, enemy can turn into a friend. Enemy can turn into somebody who's with you. An adversary will always be an adversary because it's his assignment. It's his assignment. 
It's his assignment to kill, steal, and destroy. An enemy can turn. God can turn the heart of an enemy. But the devil's job, he's an adversary. He will never be your friend. He will come like a thief in the night. Cozying up to you, making you feel good in the flesh. But he's an adversary. And don't ever forget what the word says. He said he comes around, see, he's an adversary. So he wants to what? Destroy you. See, you got to look at what the word says. Adversary and enemy. He's an adversary. Adversary is trying to what? Destroy. Amen. He's an adversary. That's why we have to know the word. And we have to use the word to take us to the next level in Christ. Amen. Sure foundation, y'all. So listen to this. So when we look at our prayer life and we look at where we are as far as getting better in the word, why are we not growing? It's neither God nor the devil that's hindering <laughs> you from achieving what God has for you. And receiving the promises of God It's what's inside of here. As much scripture as the Lord has allowed me, I was not an A student. I was a B, C, mostly C. Before Christ. Let's talk about it. And this is just real talk, y'all, because I can, I can really talk about it because it's so real. But I, but, 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 but I was a, easily could have been an A student because I studied on the bus for the test. I was on the bus. I'm in the cafeteria studying for the first period exam. And would get a C. I'd get passed. It wasn't hard. But I easily could have been an A student. And now when I see what God has done in my life, and I can look at a scripture, and the Lord God will download it in me the next day. He's given me that gift. But what I can't do is take that gift and get prideful and arrogant. And then say, because I know scripture, that the devil, the adversary, won't still attack me. Amen? See, the devil comes what? To kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you will what? Have life. And not just life, but have it what? More abundantly. He wants an abundant life. So I had to get to a place where I knew because, okay, now, God, you know, you're showing me things and you take me to a level, but I got to make sure that my intimacy with you, my intimate relationship. What does intimacy mean? God. What does intimacy mean? Intimate. Amen? Being intimate with God. See, knowledge of God is required by a believer. But intimacy is a next level in him. See, because when you're intimate with God, he can hear you through moans and groans. Mm. He can hear you by a wink of the eye. The connection, come on, Fossil, is what? It's real. Intimacy with the Father. Knowing him 
and him knowing you. He said, my sheep will know my voice. Does he know your voice? Has he heard your cry? When you speak, do you have to yell and scream? Or just a whisper? Amen. Just a what? Like Elijah when he was in the cave. It was just a whisper. Won't no fire. Won't no brimstone. Wasn't an earthquake. Wasn't a flood. It was a whisper. A still voice. Just a whisper. Through the word of God. He's able, y'all. The Bible tells us he's, he's, able, he's able to do what? Exceedingly abundantly above that which we could think or imagine and in some versions say even dream we can't even dream what the Lord wants to do for us he's a good God now if you believe that only if you believe that get up on your feet and give God a hallelujah praise if you believe that if you believe that he can do exceedingly and abundantly get up on your and give him a hallelujah praise not for Pastor Joe not for me but for who he is. Not even for what he's done, but for what? Who he is. We serve an awesome God, and he's so worthy to be praised. I thank God today for you all. Amen? I pray that you will take what I have given through the word of God, and you will use it to understand that God's word is the standard. Do not add, and do not what? Take away. Amen? Let's grow in Christ. Let's sanctify, which means what? Grow. Amen. In the knowledge of what? The truth. We serve an awesome God. And I promise you, the old folks used to say, we had church today, y'all. Amen. We had what? We had church today. God was truly glorified. He's an awesome God, y'all. And I just thank God for my church home. Amen. I do. I do. I do. I mean it with everything in me. You hear me, Pastor? This is a good place. Amen? It's not a perfect place, but I promise you, we're going to teach Bible. We're going to preach Bible. We're going to love you. Amen? We're going to pray with you, and we're going to do all those things. Because there's no such thing as a perfect church. Because there's no such thing as perfect people. But our goal is to love you through your stuff. To be there for you. To be a sounding board. That's what we do in this place. So every, every, every believer needs a home, y'all. Understand. People go to and fro with their vagabond spirit. They jumping here and there. It's all that. But the word of God says don't have a vagabond. See, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you what the word says. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all those things will be added, what, unto you. So if you do not have a church home, this is my invite. Healing Hearts Worship Ship would love to have you as a member. Amen. We'd love to have you. And if it's on your spirit, if you're on the Zoom, put a little tag on there so Minister Trisha can see what's going on. And we will get you in here, take you through leadership class, new members class, and you'll become a member of this church.